The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwede God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Bwede mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. How many of you came with your Bibles today? You came with the Bible? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift it up and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Then slap your chest and say, I am a believer. You can do it again. Say, I am a believer. Amen. If the Bible is yours, could you please turn to the book of St. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 12. The same anchor scripture we've been using for the past three weeks. Mark chapter 12. It's in Mark's gospel, the 12th chapter.
Jesus, we, we stand in awe of you today. Come and manifest yourself in the lives of your people. We pray that you reveal yourself unto us. but you there is none holy as you are God thank you Holy Spirit of God thank you Jesus in the book of St. Mark's Gospel chapter number 12 if you read from the verse number 28, it's in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 12, from the verse number 28, Mark's Gospel, 12, chapter. The verse number 28, there you find these words. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, What is the first commandment of all? Verse number 29, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second is like, namely this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Let us all read the verse number 31 together. Can we do it together? Now I want you to look for another person and read what you just read to him or her. Amen. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works. Anoint these lips of clay, O oh God, make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. To the end, our voices shall be lifted in praise. Amen. If you've done that, you can take your seat. It's amazing we have been talking about love. And the month of February has been touted as the month of love. Whether it is institutionalized or people just want to tag the month as a month of love, I'm not so sure. But love can be expressed in so many different ways. There are people who are not expressive at all when it comes to love. You can marry a man who, even though he loves you, will never express it. Even, if, even though he loves you, you can never know it from his expression. Is there anybody who has a witness like that? Uh, you meet somebody, the person loves you, but the person is not expressive. The person can say, I love you. The person will not buy you 
a bouquet of flowers, the person will not um, give you a peck in the morning before you go to work. The person will not hug you. The person will not kiss you good night. The person will not say anything, but the person says he loves you. That is a very stone-cold love. And we have people who love like that. I don't know. Maybe I have to get closer to um, um, her ladyship, her honor. Um, judge will be to ask if, by the grace of God, you know, Pastor Justice is a fanti. Fantis are known to be, they can love, they can express. So, so maybe if I get close to you, Justice Ruby, um, um, she might tell that Pastor Justice leads by example. That he kisses her goodnight. And um, gives her a peck before she goes to the court. We are not so sure. The import of what I'm saying is that people express love differently. He might also not be that expressive. He might not say it, but it's within. How many men don't say it, but you know in your heart you, you love? You don't talk about it, but I don't know whether sometimes we don't talk about it because we don't want the ladies to feel too... But whatever it is, love is to be expressed. Because nobody can go into your heart or into your mind to know what you are thinking. You have to show it. Love should be shown. Love should be expressed. You should be able to express it either through your words or through your deeds. Because you can't say you love me and still spite me. So love should be expressed. In this particular verse of scripture that we just read, they had come to Jesus and they were asking him, but the premier commandment, which of them is the first? Jesus looked at them and said, the first and the most important commandment is that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Everything that is within you should love God. And we have to get to a place in our Christian walk, in our Christian journey, whereby every time we are able to look back and ask ourselves these same questions, do I love God with all my heart? Do I love God with all my soul? Do I love God with all my mind? Do I love God with all my strength? Because if you truly do, there are things that you won't do against him. If you truly say you love God and yet you don't do things that will please God, then your love is suspect. Just as I said, you can tell a lady that you love her and abuse her and spite her and not give to her. You give everything, universal donor. You give everything. You give your money, you give your time, you give your... You know, with ladies, if you give them time and they get used to the time you give them, they now ask for another time called quality time. <laughs> if there is no time, they will not add the adjective. They will ask for time. Give me time. Give me attention. The moment you start giving attention and they get used to it, quality time. Supernatural affection and attention. But love should be expressed because you can't just say you love somebody and not express it. If you love somebody, you should be able to express it. By your words, by your deeds. Some of us, are, we claim we love but we are mean with our words. Very mean. 
Sometimes you say something to somebody you claim you love and the person turns away. You turn away and the person will, will, will cry the whole day. They sob quietly. And they'll be really kissing their stars. Because love should be expressed in words and in deeds. So Jesus had put it well. He said that you should love the Lord your God with everything. Your mind, your heart, your soul, and your strength. If you love and you can give to. If you love God, you should give him your time as well. You have to give God your attention as well. You have to give God your energy, your strength. You have to give God. This is the time that you have the ability, the strength, um, the, the, the wherewithal to be able to go to the, even the house of God and get things done. A time will come that you can't do it anymore. When you're about 85, 86, 90, 95, and God favors you and you are still alive and well, probably you will be on some pompous. You will not even have the energy to say that I want to go and clean the house of God even if you love him. So when you have the strength now, you should love him with your strength so that when your strength fails you, there will be no regrets. Love him with your strength. Love him if you have resources. Honor the Lord with your substance. If God has blessed you financially and there is a project, there is something that is divine being undertaken, you should love the Lord your God with your substance as well. So when we say you love God, it is everything about you. What you have physically, what you have emotionally, what you have spiritually. There should be that emotional attachment to God because you love him. There should be that spiritual connection because you love him. If there are things that are material that his work will require because of your love, you shouldn't withhold it from him. Because when you love somebody, you don't withhold. For God so loved the world that he gave. If you love, you give. If you love God, you give him your time, not just your money. You give him your time, you give him your energy, you give him your strength, you give him the things that you claim are yours. Because after all, what do you have that you did not receive? So showing your love to God is something that is on God's agenda. Top bill. Jesus said, if you are able to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, and everything that you have. Then the second is namely this. You shall love your neighbor even as you love yourself. I spoke to you last week and I said unto you that it tells you technically if you are to do a deductive analysis. What Jesus is saying is that you can never love somebody until you have learned how to love yourself. So self-love, although we don't talk about it in our churches. Um, because we want to demonize the concept of self-love. We want to... Equate self-love to selfishness. That is what we think. But they are not the same. To love yourself doesn't mean you are selfish. To love yourself means that you are taking care of yourself well. To love yourself means that you know your value, your true worth. To love yourself simply means that you know that you are in the image and after the likeness of God. And therefore, you not allow anything substandard to get to you. To love yourself simply means that you put yourself where God wants you to be. And to loving yourself means that if you see that you have to invest in your academics, you have to do that because you love who you are, you love yourself, you love your own company. 
I told you last week that you are going to be in your own company for a very long time. People are going to leave you, your kids will leave you, your husband will go. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about divorce. Even if you are all alive, one day you'll find out that you have to take your husband or your wife to the graveyard and come back home alone. And when you come back, you'll be left all by yourself. Those of you that are busily building 10-bedroom houses, 15-bedroom houses, 14-bedroom houses, six, seven-bedroom I have a big house. I have, I have six-bedroom house. I have seven-bedroom house with five living areas, five kitchens. Keep building them. You only enjoy them when your kids are still small. When they leave you and they go to school, you see how miserable you are. You speak and you hear yourself because it will echo from afar. You call yourself and you hear yourself calling yourself from another place. Then you realize that you didn't need that big house. You needed a place that is comfortable, not necessarily big. What I'm saying is, when you love yourself, you put yourself where you want the other person to be. Some of us are loving our neighbors to the detriment of ourselves. I have heard, how can you love God if you don't love your neighbor? No, how can you love God if you don't love yourself? Because if you don't love yourself, who is the express image and likeness of God? The one that you can trust is in the image and likeness of God because you don't know what another person carries. But I know who I am. I know my capacity. I know I am in the image and after the likeness of God. You should have the same concept. You should have the same idea. You should have the same philosophy. And having that simply means that you will be able to get to a place where you will appreciate that you are God in motion. Now if I can love God that I don't see, I should be able to love me that I see. So the question is, not how much you love another person, is how much you love yourself. Because until you get to a place where you love yourself, you can love another person. Those of you that have been traveling, and most of you have been extensive travelers, and no matter how many times you've flown, you'll still be subjected to the safety requirements. Um, there are air hostesses like Dona and the rest, who, when she was slimmer, she was a hostess hostess and um, I keep talking about her because when I met her when she was small she was very beautiful she's still beautiful and I keep telling people you should have seen her in those days a man approached me and said he's interested in her and the man said oh she's beautiful I said you should have seen her that's just by the side on a lighter side um when, when they are taking you through the safety regulations and all of that, they will tell you that in case of carbon decompression, put on your own mask before you put others. Our problem is most of us are putting the mask on others and killing ourselves. When the carbon loses its pressure, put on your own mask. If the person is suffocating, don't worry. Let them struggle. Put on your, tell somebody, put on your own mask before helping others. No, no, that one is the wrong neighbor. Look for another neighbor. 
the person might not really understand why you are saying that. Tell the person, put on your own mask. You know how they do it. And when they are saying it, the person will just hold it and say. So put on your own mask before helping others. Unfortunately, because some of us, we think we are more righteous than even God, who says that you should love your neighbor as yourself, we are busily fixing the mass of people and we are losing oxygen and our lungs are collapsing. Your health will fail you if you don't follow those safety regulations. In fact, you might be with your child and they say that, of course, for infants, kids that cannot do, their, do, do it themselves, fix your own mask before you help them. You might love the baby or the child. Of course, you should love the child. Because probably your own child. And you want the best for the child. But if you are not mindful, you save the child and kill yourself. Because when you are suffocating, the child can't help you. And so it is better for you to help yourself before you help the helpless. That's the whole concept. Jesus is saying that loving another person is not bad, it's not evil. In fact, it is something you should do. But make sure you have gotten to a place where you love yourself so that you can extend the love towards yourself to another person. If you can't love you, you can't love me. If you can't appreciate you, you can't appreciate me. If you can't honor you, you can't honor me. So self-love is the prerequisite for neighborly love. Until you love yourself, you can love your neighbor. Jesus said, and I'm starting now. Jesus said, so after you've been able to love yourself, get to the place where you can love your neighbor. But if you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. So the measure of self-love will determine the measure of neighborly love. Ask yourself, do you love yourself? Can you ask somebody, neighbor? Oh, neighbor. Do you love yourself? Uh, that might be the wrong neighbor, isn't it? Can you look for another neighbor and say, neighbor? Oh, neighbor. How much do you love yourself? I told you last week that if you love yourself, you will start taking your health seriously. Okay? If you love yourself, you will know that getting a vacation once a while is not evil. You have been working for all this while. Some of you, even if it's your time, it's the time for your annual leave, you tell yourself, I want to work. I want to give my best to the company. Do you know that life expectancy for Africans, especially those of us who live in Africa, is very short. You know that. Because we don't take breaks. We work every time. The white person who is not even rich understands that they need time off. China, they make all the things you, you use. But every January into February, they shut down. Every Chinese man goes on, on a break, vacation. When was the last time you went for a vacation? 
You don't remember? When was the last time? You told yourself, no, I need a break. I need, I need two weeks break. I need a month break. A month is too much? A month is fine. How many, how long did you, uh, when was the last time you told yourself, even three days, you can't take it off. Three days. You don't take vacations. When you are buying something nice for yourself, it pains you. You get offended if you go to the shop and you've seen a shoe that you like and you ask them, how much is this shoe? And they tell you, a thousand Ghana cities, shoe pay. <laughs> shoe wing, shoe wing, a thousand. Then, then somebody will ask you, why didn't you buy it? Then the next thing you say is that, ah, why should I buy shoe, thousand, shoe, thousand. Just walking with a shoe, thousand. And so you buy another that costs 80. And in no time, your, your nails begin to hurt. Because there is no comfort. And you walk in a very funny way. Because it is either that cheap shoe was undersized, oversized, or the quality of leather is not comfortable for you to walk in. You don't love yourself, so you can't even pamper yourself. You have the money to buy good food to eat because you are what you eat. You won't buy that good food. You eat something and you just say, oh, but anything will fill the tummy. Yes, anything will fill the tummy, including cement. But the fact that it will fill the tummy doesn't mean it's good for your health. So you are piling junk and now you won't notice it. You won't realize it. You won't even have the effects thereof. You're just piling up. So by the time you are 50, by the time you are 60, then it starts telling. Because a lot of the diseases we have are lifestyle diseases. Most of the diabetes, lifestyle. High blood pressure, lifestyle. You stress yourself and worry about everything. Everything is a worry to you. And when they, you saw that when they, when, they, when they saw me, the way they looked at me meant they were talking about me. Then your heart starts beating. What were they saying? They're giving yourself pressure. It's because you don't love yourself. But who cares if somebody is talking about you anyway? Who cares? The problem is that we have over we have overestimated, overvalued the, the positions of people about us. Because you see, when you are doing well and somebody is talking bad about you, it doesn't take what you have from your hands and place it in their hands. You don't lose who you are because somebody is talking ill of you. The fact that they speak ill of you doesn't mean you lose what you have. So you don't have to worry yourself and develop HBP because people are talking about you. Most of you, your diabetes, if you change the way you eat, it will go. It's lifestyle. The time you sleep, the time you wake up, you go to bed very late, you wake up very early. Meanwhile, the human system, your brain needs at least, even in your adulthood, not less than six, seven hours of uninterrupted sleep. 
for your body to be able to work well, for you to have a sharper memory, for you not to develop Alzheimer's and all of that, you should be able to sleep well at least six hours. How long do you sleep? If you love yourself, you will realize that even when it's time to go to bed, the best thing to do is to put your phone even on silence if you don't want to. If you don't, of course, you should treat yourself well because you see, if you know that when you don't wake up at the time that you are supposed to, if say, if that, if you suddenly, abruptly, you wake up, it can give you headaches, right? Some people can collapse. Some people get their pressure levels to shoot up. And by the time they realize, they have stroke. Now, if you die out of that, the person who was calling you will bury you nicely. Of course, they will wail, they will mourn, take you to the graveyard, bury you and say, Niyaminko. But he's the one who sent you home. So you should be able to love yourself. Put your phone on. These are things that you have to do. Love yourself. Love who you are. Eat well. Exercise. Take a class. Maybe if you have a hobby, dancing class. Take a dancing class. And go and dance. Dance two hours. Go home and sleep. Because I have young men. If I see Dan, for instance, he doesn't have any activity. No activity. All his life, fidelity. If he, if he moves from fidelity, he is here lifting his hands. <laughs> so all his life, he has no break. And he will tell you, I'm, I'm in charge of this sector, so I have to drive here. So every time he's on the road driving, he's a young man, he's failing to realize that in no time, his wife will start complaining that your waist can't perform. Let me get close. What I mean is, you have to get to a place where you value your life. Put a premium on yourself. Today, I had a very funny check. I was at dawn, I was thinking, and immediately uh, the thought of my late spiritual father came to mind. Bishop Nicholas Asari of blessed memory. And I said to myself, look how quickly he's forgotten. The church did not say, because he's gone, let's close down for a week. By the Wednesday, they went for midweek. Sunday, they had a service. They are still having services. Now, as I'm talking to you, they have a service. He's gone. What was the problem? What killed the man? Diabetes. And his pressure went so low that there was nobody there to even... When his sugar levels dropped, even if there was somebody who had given him a cube of sugar or a Coke, a bottle of Coke or Fanta, he would have survived. The people around him, one, didn't know that. Number two, every time the man was with people, praying for people, talking to people, praying for people, talking to people. Pray. So all his life, 
He was either praying for or talking to people. And anytime you get to his house, you meet people. A lot of people were in his, always in his house to be prayed for, to talk to him. For direction, for counsel, for all of that. When the man died, the people, their lives have not stopped. It means that those of you that are doing ministry, men and women of God, if you are not mindful, those of you that are watching us via live stream, if you are doing God's work and you are not mindful and you think that if you don't help the people, God, um, they are, there is something going to happen to them, please, you have to help them, but make sure that it is not to the detriment of your life. Because if you die, they will jump to the next pastor. And that's what it is. You think if I am to die now, people won't go to church? Of course. Die. They will see another firebrand. So you have to make sure you are taking care of yourself. Jesus said, once you fulfill that righteousness, then you can extend that love to another person. Because if you love somebody, you will not gossip about the person because you don't like to be gossiped about. So if you don't want people to gossip about you, why do you gossip about another person? The moment you get to a place, and most of you feel very uncomfortable when you hear people are talking about you. Especially negatively. Have you gotten there yet? Where when you hear somebody has spoken ill of you, you might even lose your appetite. You don't want to eat. And I, I don't know why. And we, in that protocol, the protocol team, everybody talks about me. In the music ministry, even if I walk like this, they say I walk like that. You don't like that. Meanwhile, when somebody also walks like that, you are the first person to say, did you see how she was walking? So although you don't like that to be done to you, you do it unto others. Jesus said, if you don't want to be gossiped about, don't go gossip about another person. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself. You wouldn't want to kill yourself so you don't kill another person. Neighborly love simply means that if you see that you are in a comfortable lead, Are people with comfortable lead here? If you see yourself, and we congratulate His Excellency, um, JDM, for a landslide victory, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, well, how many times did I talk about it in church? Severally. And I told Provalabi, right? Before the whole church. Come again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, but, that's a move. So, 2020, yeah. All right, so love your neighbor. As yourself. If you love your neighbor, you won't offend your neighbor. 
If you love your neighbor, if God gives you something that is good, you will never say that you have the love of God, you have the love of self, and you see a neighbor struggling for food or their kids not having good meal to eat, and you'll be able to hoard food and not give them. You can't say you love God and you love yourself, and when your neighbor is impoverished and you have the means to help, you will not help out. We have got, that is where selfishness gets in. That although you have everything and you are comfortable, you can see another person doing well and you could have just given something to somebody else and you tell the person, So at that point, you are not even seeing your neighbor in the light of God and in the light of yourself. But if you love your neighbor as yourself, I mean, if we get to a place where we love our neighbors as ourselves, there will be no street kids. You see, I know that most of them are for commercial reasons. Their parents put them there to make money. It's a whole enterprise. Somebody has done an extensive work on that and he's saying that globally it's a billion dollar industry. It's a billion dollar industry. Whereby they put their kids on the street so that if the adult comes to beg, you don't have mercy or compassion. You look at sometimes you look at somebody a full, a well-abled person standing and knocking on your glass, and you will not say anything because he knows you won't hear. And if I look at you, how well you are built, and you can only knock and do this, maybe I have to wind down and tell you and say Juma. No, but that's what maybe I have to do. But it's a billion dollar industry where people push their kids to go and beg so that they can raise money for the family. Bring money home. But apart from that, there are others that are around us. Most of you living in places where there are uncompleted structures. You see squatters and sometimes their kids don't go to school. Can you be neighborly if God has blessed you and walk to that parent and tell them, I want your child to go back to school. What will it take to send your child to school? Tells you that, was, well, the school fees is 300 Ghana cities. It will amaze you to know that because of 300 Ghana cities, some kids don't go to school. And you ask yourself, what is the cost of fuel in your car? A week. And when you realize that and you adopt that child, you will not have to do a legal adoption. But tell them that as long as this child wants to go to school, I want to pay for the school fees. Anytime the 300 Ghana cities or 400 Ghana cities or 500 Ghana cities, a term, which is about three, four months, come to me and I will pay it for the child. If you do that, you know what you have done? You have forced the hand of God to make you a supplier so that God can channel resources through you to the person in the next in the nest of line because the food chain okay god will have to channel things through you but most of us god is not able to bless us because we have gotten to a place where we are not extending his love to other people so people are hungry around you and you can cook and there will be a lot of food and and your dogs even eat better than your neighbor 
You have squatters around you. And sometimes you have the guts to go and send to buy frozen chicken for your kids. And others are starving. You don't have the love of God. You don't love yourself. And you don't love your neighbor. Because if you love your neighbor and you see that child. The last time I heard somebody was being taken to. I mean needed a surgical procedure to be conducted on a baby. About 10,000 Ghana cities. And they were on TV stations, TV stations asking for help. And I asked myself, what church does, they go, does the parent go to? Which church? Because I believe that maybe the first thing the church should have done was to bring him out and say that this child needs a surgical procedure. We have to raise funds. Even if the person has the heart of a stone, the person will know that this one is for a worthy cause. We live in a generation where we don't love ourselves. That's why you see, when your child, when your neighbor's child is going wayward, you don't even correct them. When we were growing up, it was neighborly. Anybody in the area can rebuke you. Oh, you didn't see that. When you misbehave, by the time your parents come, you have been disciplined already. And they will tell your parents, this is what he did and I have already disciplined him so you don't have to bother. Now, attempt to discipline somebody's child. No, if, if you attempt to discipline an because we have become self-centered. Communal living has left us. We are not neighborly. We don't see that if it happens to... Because you see, the child that you are taking off the street who happens to be the squatter's child that you are sending to school, you are saving your children from an imminent attack. Because this, that child, if he doesn't go to school, man must live. Man must survive. So a time will come that the only way out for him will be to take a gun. And the castle you have built, the child will have a gun and a gang. Not just a gun. A gun and a gang. And they will scale over your wall. And they will come and take everything that you have accumulated for your children. But if you took that child to school, he will know that instead of a gun, I have a pen and I can write and I can do other things with my life. Helping your neighbor is like helping yourself. Because sometimes your best form of security is to make sure your neighbor is comfortable. Your best form of security. If you have neighbors and they are comfortable, they are not mindful what you bring home. But if you have neighbors and your neighbors, when a man is under pressure, he devises all kinds of evil. The brain is a master of many crafts. It can hatch a plan that you will never think a human being will. If people could tunnel. Oh. 
You know, there is a movie that somebody tunneled into a prison. You remember that? You remember that, that movie? Not Prison Break, no. No, not that one. I was talking about um, the, no, law-abiding citizen. I was talking about law-abiding citizen. When he tunneled into the prison and he would leave, people can harbor things. The guy could read the book and go to court to defend himself. He didn't need a lawyer. He could defend himself. The brain, if you allow it, what it will do will amaze you. So helping your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself, simply means that whatever you wish for yourself, you can wish that for your neighbor. The reason why we have a lot of people who are in church who don't talk to themselves is because they don't have one, the love of God, they don't have the love of self, and they don't have the love of neighbors. It will amaze you to know that there are people in our midst who don't love themselves. They are their worst enemies. In fact, sworn enemies. It's not a problem. I'm happy you have been able to say that because one day your, that your tongue will cleave to the roof. Because you will die. Anyway. It is only in the land of the living or in the land of the dying because we are all dying. Day in, day out, you are getting closer to your grave. So when you are young, you live in the land of the living. When you get old, you term your land as your land as the dying. Whilst you are alive, instead of you harboring and demonstrating love to your fellow neighbor, it's a problem for you. You can show love. You've seen a sister. You have noticed that the shoe that she's been wearing, that's the same shoe she's been wearing for one month. Instead of you talking about it, can you, if you have the means, can you buy as a gift to her? Or bring some that you have and say, my sister, I think we are all of the same size. I want to bless you with this. You have seen all of that. And instead of you demonstrating that love, all that you can do is to talk about her. Oh, this, this brother, he, he doesn't have a good smell. When he comes to church and he comes and sits around me, I, I, I find it very uncomfortable. And you told that story to about 15 of your friends. So whenever they see him, they have a mental block. Maybe one of them happens to be their supposed wife. So you are blocking somebody mentally from embracing the husband. Instead of you telling people that he doesn't have a good body odor, how much is a deodorant? Can you do a basket like a hamper, a gift pack of deodorant, body splash, body spray, Body wash. <laughs> Esfoliators. Nobody wipes for you. Okay, I don't even 
So get all of that in a pack and say to him, my brother, I just want to bless you with this. And see if next week he will smell the same. Because by the time he comes back next week, you will even want to, mm, it smells so good. That is loving your neighbor. Because with most of us, our tongues are killing people. If you truly love somebody, you will never... There are some words you say about people, and I can tell you they are sharper than a dagger. You kill them. But if you love them, instead of speaking ill about your neighbor, and that is the problem of Christians. So we have a lot of hypocrites in church. They smile with you, and when they turn, they stab you in the back. It will amaze you to know that the people who really talk bad about you might be people you find in church. And when they turn, they are the same people who speak ill of you. Because they don't love God. They don't love themselves. And they don't love you. I pray that God will lead all of us to a place. Could you please be upstanding? I pray that God will lead us to a place where our love for our neighbor will be well expressed. Maybe you start looking for somebody to help around you. It will amaze you to know that they will not need much. Not much. You might not have to have a lot of money. But I know that um, the rice bags, eh? the 50 kilos, we have some that is as low as 170, 180 Ghana cities. You have some of the royal feast at 300 and something. And if you buy the long grain, even the tujimi, tujimi. Tujimi is 170. Tujimi. That one, you, you take small and it can cook for a lot of people. Small. It's like yeast, isn't it? So it grows. So, so if it's 170, Royal Feast 300, maybe that neighbor, all that you need to do, don't even tell him anything. Every month, go and drop a bag of rice. Whether you can do the 170 or the 341 or the 400, just drop it there. Tell the person, you know what? You and your family, I bless you with it. And every month, you don't, have to, you don't need thank you. Just go and drop it and go. Do you know what you have done? You have told God, God, if these people will eat, they need me. So if you bless me, they will not see hunger. And God will find a way to bless you. Let us get to places where we are neighborly and we love our neighbors. Lift up your right hand with me. Father, we pray, oh God, in your name. And we ask that you give us the grace and the capacity, the ability not just to love ourselves, but to love the people that you have surrounded us with. To be able to love our neighbors, oh God. That wherever we are, we will have that understanding. Now, that is our, our obligation. That is a legal requirement. That is a divine commandment. And give us the course, oh God, to follow it. 
the mighty name of Jesus the Christ we have prayed. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word, first service, 7 to 9 a.m., second service from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570 or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.